Merkel Media. the mockingbirds with your host sean chris and joel thomas who are the real joel thomas please stand up we got him in the building what is up what's up brother man i am uh ready to go today man it's gonna be a fun episode yeah like i'm sure all the j clones are tuned in right now <laughs> hey they're gonna pump the numbers up bro like this is gonna be our biggest episode because of that <laughs> Well, dude, there's like several thousand of them, so That's what I'm saying. they're all tuning in right now. And they're sharing it. Hey, and you should share the show, too. You know what I'm saying? Not only give us a five-star review, why not share the show, man? The, if the J-Clones can share the show, you can share the show, right? Exactly, man. Share the show. If you're listening to something you like it, share it to somebody else, because that's an even better way than just the five stars. And to the five stars, guys, listen. The reason why we say give us a five-star review while you're listening, because by the time you get to the end, you're going to forget. It's just natural human nature to forget when people are telling you to do stuff. We want you to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify right now, whichever one you listen to. If you got both, do both. That would be great. And on Apple Podcasts, you can write a nice review to go along with the five stars. And on Spotify, you can do it per episode. So literally every episode that drops, you can do a different one. And we're going to read some of them today, just like we do every time, because we really appreciate the support. We've got Tony A, Butt Cheeks Not Tight Sign. Fire podcast dudes. I heard Joel on the confessionals and been a fan since day one. You should go on Tenfold Hat Podcast, though. Brat. P.S. Sean is cool, too. I don't know how you spell Sean. He did spell it wrong. S-H-A-W-N. I saw that, and I was like, oh, it's at the top of the <laughs> but, yeah. uh, hey, no, it's, all, it's all good, man. I've been, uh, hey, I, we don't know, man. He might be a busy dude, man. Hey, just to take the time out of the day to write something, we're, we appreciate that for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for the record, it's S-E-A-N <laughs> for Sean. Just so you know, um, for the future. We got Carlos97125. Awesome show. I really enjoy the content. It's gold, yo. Listen on the info, and you guys are hilarious. Recommended 100%. More shows on Old Earth, Nephilim, Angels, Bible Scriptures, please. Well, that'll always be integrated throughout whatever we do. It's not going I anywhere. Be, <laughs> I could be talking about, I don't know, paint drying. And I promise you, 
A Nephilim did it. He did. Just wait till we get the Nephilim counter, man. When we get the Nephilim <laughs> counter, you're going to really... Sometimes it's so subtle, you don't even notice. Yeah. Exactly. And I got one Spotify one, and it's literally just a bunch of, like, letters and numbers. Like, they just, just went all out with it. Okay, fully grown five-star podcast. Hit every key point. I didn't hear enough Cheeks material, though, or else you guys would have gotten 10 stars. Well, I appreciate that. You wanna, That's dope. Getting a little cheeky. <laughs> a little cheeky. And we got Danny Barber. Love the content. Hashtag hail in the new dawn. Yeah, that's right. We're breaking down the great reset with the new dawn, baby. Oh, yeah. Red dawn now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us at killthemockingbirds.com. And guess what? You can get merchandise now. You can get it. You got two shirts out right now. We've got keep your butt cheeks tight shirt and we've got the bird killer shirt with the brat brat on the back of the shirt you guys can literally go there right now just click on killthemockingbirds.com and go to the merch section and you can purchase a shirt we got all sizes and we don't run out we've literally got a supplier that makes them per shirt every five to seven business days as soon as you purchase it will get to you so it's in short order, it will get to you. Also, check us out at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Van Tesla Music on Instagram. And check out Sean Chris and Joel Thomas on all streaming platforms because we're always dropping hot music. And we play it at the end of the show, guys. So if you're hearing it, you can literally go listen to it anytime you want to and build your own playlist on whatever platform you're listening to music. And we'll wait. What better way to fight back the system with a butt cheeks tight shirt? You know, keep those cheeks tight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we're uh, we're we're running on the loose butthole campaign. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, someone's getting mad. Somebody's gonna leave an angry comment. No, <laughs> we love you guys. No, we really appreciate, man, all the love and the support. And don't forget to share the show. But without further ado, let's get into this. Went from NPCs to clones, man. It's almost the same thing, but a whole different world. I don't know. If we know we both seen it. We both watched that They Clone Tyrone. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have seen it already. I'm sure there's like already a bunch of breakdowns on it. It was an interesting movie, especially because the whole Jamie Foxx situation, right? What was going with Jamie Foxx? No one really knew. Was he sick? Is he dead? Is he cloned? Is he alive? Is that him? And then he popped back up conveniently around the time the movie came out. And uh, I wanted to play this for you. I'm sure you probably already heard it, but just to get a little refresher of Jamie Foxx's, hey, thank you guys for prayers and all that kind of stuff. Begin to tell you um, how, how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. Um... Uh, I went through something that I, I thought I would never, ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates. But to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with, uh, with tubes uh, running out of me and and trying to figure out uh, if if I was gonna make it through. And to be honest with you, my uh, 
my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. And that's what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. Uh, now, you know, by being quiet, sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was, I was blind, but as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, I said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through, I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back and uh, I'm able to work. So I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that, I, that I, I love everybody and I love all of the love that I got. Okay. Now for those that don't know, maybe a little bit back on what happened with the, uh, what they clone Tyrone is all about, right? You turn on that movie. It's like a sci-fi comedy, like, like niche film, right? Like not horror, but like a little bit dramatic. Like it, it's pretty good. I think it's like a traditional new age sci-fi, like with a lot, of, a lot of humor. Basically there's a pimp, a prostitute and like a hustler gangster type of dude that they focus on at the beginning of the story. Dude's trying to get money from the pimp shakedown because he owes him money for, you know, I think like for Coke or whatever that might. I think Coke was the, the drug they were talking. Yeah, cocaine, which ironically, man, it's super popular, bro. Like the memes are crazy, bro. Like there's it, that's a whole nother thing. But just side point. The gangster dude tries to go get the money for the pimp, shakes him down. Get doesn't get. I know he grabs the money, leaves, gets shot up. Looks like he's dead. Like, it's like, boom, man. The whole car's surrounded. It's not like a one bullet. Maybe he's alive. He wakes up. Looks almost like a dream. He goes back to the pimps. And the pimp's like, hey, you're, you're dead. Like, what, what's going on? And boom, that's kind of like how it all unfolds. And it really sets on this whole journey because they're now seeing him and searching. They, he sees this car and they're looking for it. He saw this car pick up one of his clones and he's like looking at it like shot up. And I think that's the one, right, that had just recently got shot up or they insinuated that that was the most recent one that got killed. And in a black SUV, you know the men in black? Like, <laughs> right? They swoop in and throw the clone and then they start to look after like, hey, where's this black SUV? Yeah, they do. So, they, you know, they go to that trap house. There's nobody there. They ended up finding an elevator. There's that one dude down there dancing to Michael Jackson that they run up on. And then uh, Slick Charles, which is Jamie Foxx's character, ends up accidentally shooting him because he takes this stuff. He thinks it's cocaine, but it's actually this drug that they're using to infiltrate all of the products in the neighborhood. So they're using it to infiltrate the food, which is the fried chicken. And they keep showing, oddly enough, the fried chicken commercials throughout where these like it's showing like black people are just all about fried chicken. And they make a point to let you know that, too, that they're definitely targeting the audience in the hood because they're in the hood. So they're definitely targeting. And targeting even the products, the like you said, like the products, Hair like, products, yep. everything. So they figured that out. Well, when he takes it, he's laughing a lot. He feels good. He's laughing a lot, but he can't stop laughing. He accidentally kills the dude. They run when uh, Fontaine, 
which is John Boyega's character. He's the one that's being cloned or saw himself being cloned anyway, or realizes that he's the clone of the guy that died who was the real one. Even though he feels like he's real, he's trying to figure this whole thing. He goes yeah, back to the That's his dilemma his... throughout the movie. He's trying to figure out, am I real? What's real? What's not real? Right. So then he goes up with his homeboys. By that point, they've already cleared out the whole place. The elevator doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. So they, they still start digging. They keep digging. They end up going to the fried chicken place. And that's when they figure out that all these people are laughing around him like uncontrollably. And Jimmy Fox's character, Slick Charles, uh, is like, man, this ain't right. Y'all quit eating the chicken. Uh, they send the... Um, well, because he notices that the, the, the hustler dude that, that, that's yeah. being cloned is laughing. And he goes, you never laugh. You never laugh. Right. Like, so it, it triggered like something in his brain to like get off the drug. So that's when they're kind of feeling like, okay, this is a bigger deal. This is not just, right. at first they think it is like just some one weird house and they're not sure what's going on. Yeah. And so, uh, they send, uh, Tiona Paris's character, Yo-Yo. She's the, she's the prostitute. So she's the prostitute that says that she's given up prostitution, but she continually like keeps prostitute. Anyway, she goes back to the manager, tries to trick him with sex, ends up finding out, okay, this is where they're going. So they end up going to a hair salon. They get to the hair salon. They see one of those vans out there. Slick Charles sneaks up in the back of the van. When he does, he gets hauled out. Now, Fontaine's character, who got shot up by this other gangster, runs into that gangster, and the gangster's like, hey, man, why, how are you still alive? Like He's like, you know, when I get, get this haircut, you're about to get that two-piece, like, you know, basically with this with this pistol. So that goes down. They end up figuring out that there's stuff going on at the big church in the middle of the city. So that's really, they, they end up stealing a uh, swipe card. They don't know what it goes to. So anyway, all of the church members, they're having like a Saturday church evening service, and they all, you know, do communion with the grape juice. Well, the grape juice has also got the product in it. So they're all like out of control, dancing and everything. And when they leave, that's when they figure out, hey, the swipe card works on the pulpit. And they do, it opens up another elevator. They go down and that's when they steal some suits and they start going around. They notice they got all of these like black people in these like weird containment places. Almost where they're like, doing... like the Westworld, huh? Like it reminds me of Westworld, yes. those glasses, those Westworld, like, like little laboratories, but like the walls are all glass. And, right, and in some of them, they were testing on them like different things, like chicken, like playing music, like different frequencies of music that we've talked about too. Like where yeah. one will make them, they were just fighting each other. Remember, it made them so angry and like violent, and then they switch it and play this other frequency, a different type of beat, and then they become all like sympathetic yep. towards each other and hugging each other up and stuff of that nature. Yeah, they end up doing that, and they. They end up having to leave because they find the clones and they find clones of themselves. Well, Slick Charles does, and so does Fontaine. He finds Fontaine finds more of himself, and Slick Charles realizes there's a bunch of clones of him because he doesn't know that he's got clones. So they end up rolling out because he tries to Fontaine tries to shoot his clones and you know those containment uh laboratory concealment cases are are bulletproof. So he's not getting through there. So it Cause an alarm, they leave, and when they do, they end up going through another elevator, which takes them to a strip club. They get through the strip club. The guy, the DJ running it, back to those frequencies, he notices that it's them. He gets a signal 
from them, hey, they're coming through. He hits a certain, uh, it's almost like, it was almost like chopped and screwed music and everybody started going in a trance, almost hypnotic. And even Slick Charles did and they had to like wake him up. So they took off running and then he hit another kind of music and then all these people are chasing him down. And when they do, car pulls up, blocks him in, guy steps out and he looks like a men in black version of Fontaine. And then this like older white gentleman steps out and he's like, listen, I'm not the boss, but I'm the guy that helps the boss. And he basically says a couple words and freezes Slick Charles and Fontaine. Oddly enough, Yo-Yo's not frozen. So she's actually the only one that's not a clone. The other two are clones. And he almost makes Fontaine kill himself and then lets him go. And he's like, hey man, y'all just go live y'all's lives. He's like, this is, y'all are an experiment. This whole hood is an experiment. This, you need to leave it alone. And there's a little bit of like, that's where they kind of unwind it a little bit where I saw where they're talking about like, hey, this is how we do it in this sector. We had like they insinuated that they do other things in other sectors, like different suburbs or different hoods or different like, you know, residential area, whatever you want to call it, like the, the different areas. And they had different categories for them, almost like the MPC kind of or MK Ultra. Each we need you to live like this, so this can live like this, so this can live like this. Because they he also says, remember, like, oh, we didn't we we inherited this country, man. We didn't want like like bureaucratically it reminds me of bureaucrats where they're just like man we're not even really in charge we didn't get voted we're just working here and we're trying to save your ass like kind of thing like yeah he basically said like the people that were originally in charge messed it up and he's like he even talked about slavery he was like hey you know when slavery got overturned it caused a lot of problems and he wasn't necessarily advocating for slavery either he was just saying like hey when we had to come away to clean up a lot of mess because nobody had a plan when slavery was, you know, dissolved. So he makes that kind of comment to them. He's like, y'all just go about your merry way. He's like, I'll let you go back to doing what you're doing. And so, of course, Yo-Yo's not about it, but the rest of them kind of give up. Fontaine is like giving up. And he finally realizes, because he's been knocking on his mom's door since the beginning of the movie, and he keeps saying, hey, you want some of this food? And she always tells him no. Well, finally he gets mad and he just kicks the door open and it's just a voice box that's been talking to him the whole time. So basically, he's just been living in a loop. And he gets super mad. He ends up going to Slick Charles. Him and Slick Charles get with Yo-Yo. Well, Yo-Yo gets, uh, actually, she's trying to send a bunch of info that she's gathered on this whole operation and send it to the New York Post. I believe it's the New York Post, the New York Times. And when she does, they just come and scoop her up. Like the men in black come, grab her. They end up taking her down to one of those chambers where they're doing, you know, different experiments. Well, they end up finding that out. And long story short, they get down there to get her out with a bunch of other people that live up there. Some of them clones, some of them real. They convince them that, hey, this is what's going on. So they get down there. They end up releasing all the clones too. So the clones are going crazy in this place. There's clones of everybody. There's just like five, six, seven, ten clones of everybody running they're all fighting the men in black, plus all the scientists are in there too. So they're running like crazy. The the black guy, or not the black guy, but the white guy that they met earlier is in a kind of a shootout with Slick Charles and Yo-Yo. But Fontaine is trying to find out what's really going on. So he runs up on his the other guy, Chester, which is that men in black version of him in the hallway and they get into a fight. Chester just waxes him with him. Yeah, like, like nothing. Seconds, like, bro. It wasn't <laughs> even a fight, bro. It was so bad. So he wakes up in a chair 
And this old guy walks up to him and it's the old version of Fontaine, the actual real Fontaine who's like in his 70s. And this dude's like a scientist now. And he's basically breaking it down now, to was him. That like, the, listen, like, real like, quick, was that the uh, bum? I thought it was the bum that he kept giving beer to in the beginning. Remember the, in, when he was in that... It's okay, not the okay, bum, okay, no. Gotcha. It was a different guy, yeah. Because the bum was still okay, there yeah. when they left. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the real Fontaine comes out, and part of the story is his his younger brother got killed, like in a shootout or, or by a cop, and they left him for dead. So he didn't want to see that anymore. But Fontaine, the, the original Fontaine, the old one, he kind of flipped. He didn't do like somebody normally would. He actually was like, Hey, this black community's garbage. Like, I want to change it. And literally, he's trying to change it. So he's trying to switch people out with clones, build this clone atmosphere, and he wants to change their color as well. He actually shows like the five-step plan over like period of time where he's going to change them into white. And he's like, Why would you do that to your people? He's like, it ain't about my people. It's about surviving and civilization. So he breaks down this whole thing to him. And basically, Fontaine. Knows the trigger word. Chester ends up killing the real Fontaine. And that's kind of how it all goes down. They get up there. All the clones are released. Everybody's going crazy. The news is all out there. They know that it's clones. It's in like headline news that it's clones. And then it kind of ends with, there's this guy named Tyrone all the way out on the West Coast, probably like Compton or something like that. He looks just like Fontaine. And when he's watching it, they all realize, hey, you're that's him that's you and you realize that this is going on everywhere in the united states but i did find something interesting when the older white guy was telling them like you said that this is going on in different areas in different ways I, I, like yeah ways. like not, not that it so, was just like oh we're going only in the black community or and like and right and he insinuated that they're doing this in every community like every sector of right. life yep yeah exactly and i thought that that was interesting. I did get a little bit of what you were talking about going into it because you've seen it before me and you were like, yeah, I was kind of picking up some of the black Israelite vibes. First, like Zionist, maybe like, like kind of like deal. Like, because if you notice almost all the white guys had curly hair, like all the like yeah, people that did. were working at places, I was like, man, that's kind of a weird trait to like just throw in there. Like you see one, I'll be like, all right, but you're like, mm, that's kind of a lot, man. It seems like you did that on purpose. They did. They did, and also one thing you gotta think about too. They shot it like a black exploitation yes, film. Yes, back that, in the that's 70s. true too. So they did exactly it grainy styles of like which was dope that, too. I like that. Liked that. Oh, I loved it that way too. But I think that's why you saw a lot of froze and stuff like that too. Um, but I, what I kind of got from it was a little bit different than you. When Fontaine, the original, the old Fontaine, was coming out talking about it, I felt more like it was a disdain on his own people. Like he felt like that his own people had failed. So it was his job to make sure that they didn't fail anymore where they were killing each other. And he said, the best way to do that is blend in with everybody else. But that was interesting in how he brought that out. But also back to what the original like white guy said, he did make a point to say that this is going on in all facets of life. It wasn't just a black thing. And I did like the way that movie I noticed they didn't use the word cracker one time, not once. I actually was looking out for it. They didn't use it once. And I noticed that they were very like careful to make it seem like, hey, this is just what's happening in this particular part. And yeah, it is about black people, but this is what they're doing to black people in the hood. But he did make a point that this is happening everywhere in the suburbs and all these other places, but in a different way. Like, hey, they maybe even use the same product, but they're mixing it in with different stuff for different people. 
And I thought that was interesting too, like how he they did make it a point that hey, this ain't just about the and hood, they did that towards like but, that, like the three quarter mark or a little bit after the halfway mark, where at first you're kind of seeing it like it's hey, it's like this black Israelite versus Zionist or like you know the black versus white scenario. But when it gets to that part, to me, that's where I started switching my mind a little bit, like hmm, that could because it was so interesting that part stuck out to me where he's just like man this is happening everywhere this is like all facets of life like i was like man so that's he's just saying they're controlling everything this is just like like what do they say everybody got to play their part that's kind of what they really pushed on uh on this movie and i i'm agree with you though when you when i looked back on it because i watched it twice when i when i looked back on it, i thought more too i i don't think nor necessarily the um uh the disdain for my people i could thought of a Another message where I'm like, this globalization, we all look alike. We're all w one sex. We're all one color. We're all one religion. I, I just kind of got like that little feeling like, and I don't think it was, and I, it, it almost felt like a watch out. Like, not, not like propaganda, like where they're trying to make me think that. They're just like, hey, it was almost like a little like sleight of hand. I felt like they did it creatively, like very uh, uh, methodically, but with creativity, they were able to disguise some stuff. Because I think the first time I watched it, that's why I saw that first layer. And I was like, mm, okay, that was cool. And it still was good. I still liked it at that. But when I watched it the second time, it kind of laid on more that there's a lot of undertone of like, hey, yeah, maybe we're like talking about this. But look at this part. Like, especially with like, to me, the music with the frequencies. Because it was more than just, oh, MK Ultra. Because they were even doing the Clockwork Orange. As soon as I seen the eyes, I was like, man, they got the Clockwork Orange. Well, Slick Charles says it. Yeah, I know he, he said it. Right, I said it like before they even go down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the crazy thing, and I didn't. Again, I never picked up this thing like it was specifically about like just black people. I did get that they were doing specific things towards black people, and some of it was on the nose, the fried chicken, and all that. But it was for a purpose. Like they were showing, like, hey, this is how you manipulate people. Like we're gonna like attack the lowest common denominator, but we attack it at all levels. So it's like we even attack the upper levels, but in a different way. So they had a whole system. And my whole thing with Fontaine having a disdain for black people. I was speaking of him specifically. I think they used him because he felt a certain way about black people to get the end goal of globalization. I do oh, agree okay, with you. Like yeah, yeah, globalization. That, that use, useful idiot type of deal. Like, hey, you're, you're doing what we want and you don't even realize it because you're so mad and you want to attack this. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. And I like, man, it was good. It was well put together. I think that, uh, and, and one thing that got me about the whole Jamie Foxx thing and I know there's a lot of like uh, stories out there. People like, and I try to look at things like logically, real logically. Like to me, it's like, hey, he's pale. He was in the hospital. He would be pale and he would have lost weight. He would look a little disoriented. Like it, it would look like, you know, you look malnutritioned, you know, for a little bit. You're not getting sun. You're not getting the vitamins you need. You're laid up. Also, I just found it real convenient that he pops back up just a little bit before this movie comes out. And then he doesn't even do the Instagram post until like, I want to say like a week or so or something before. It's just weird, man. Like now I, I, I kind of feel like it, maybe it was one of those things like, uh, Hey, he got sick. Let's use it. Like, I don't know if they like, obviously like, so I also thought of that angle that there could be this angle of where they're like, yeah, well, he's sick a little bit. Let's, uh, just, let's say he's in there longer and let's let the rumors go. Like maybe he's been out. You know what I mean? Like, but he did look like he was in there for a while, like, and he went through something. But I just thought it was convenient that he just, hey, I know everybody's saying I'm a clone. You have to look at, 
And you have to look at publicists and you have to look at marketing teams too. Like I know we get caught up in the fantastical and we're going to talk about the fantastical on this show. That's what we do. And we're going to look at those because those things do exist, but not everything's that. And I think you and I try to convey that message on this show that, hey, look, we think clones exist. We think a lot of this weird stuff in the world's happening, but not everything's that. And I think the problem is you get people that look for every single little thing. Now, look, it's, it's one thing to look for it. But it's another thing to say that that's it. Yeah, like that everybody exactly can't be it. a clone. Everybody can't things. be a Freemason. Everybody can't be Illuminati. Right. Everybody can't be like <laughs> a crisis actor. It just go on and go. It's, right. It, everything's fake. Fake. <laughs> talk. And what we need to do is talk about things in a way that's like, hey, this is what it could be. This is this is weird. This is what it could be. And there's some red flags there. And it, you know, here's the thing. Those red flags might be there, but it might not be what you think either. It might be something completely different you're not even thinking about. But just know that something weird's going on. And I think that with us, we try to convey that a lot. Now, it does get lost in, in the shuffle a lot of times when we're on Instagram or when in certain aspects of life where we've only got limited amount of time to talk about something, people think, Hey, that's what they think. And it's like, no, we're just giving you an option because something's not right here. It's like, listen, don't get your butt cheeks <laughs> tight. Just relax. But it's also some of the just subjects relax. we talk about. Cause there's obviously certain subjects. I, I lean towards more because you know, we have our favorites. It's just how it goes. Same thing. There's stuff that you lean towards more. So when we're talking about that stuff, we're still theorizing, but we probably don't sound as much because, you know, we're like so invested in it and we're like, just like anything. So, but stop focusing on the conclusions and, and let's theorize for a little bit because we're not going to get to the conclusions without theorizing. And we don't want to come up with a bunch of wrong conclusions because then that's when they can go, oh, see, they don't know what they're talking about. You should stop critically thinking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Right, for sure. And, you know, as we're shifting here, I did want to bring up something before we jumped into, you know, how cloning started. It, it's it's in, in exact uh, correlation to the movie. So you know who B.O.B. the rapper is, right? So B.O.B. has been doing conspiracy music since like 2015, 2016. He's been doing a lot of conspiracy music in addition to some mainstream stuff. Now, the conspiracy rabbit holes he's been down has definitely hurt his brand, but I think he was at a point where it was like, I can be a big independent artist and I can just kind of talk about what I want to. He's got some very interesting stuff, but I thought it made me think about this movie because he has a song called How to Make Clones. It's off that artificial intelligence album he came out with last year, which I'm going to be honest with you people. If you get a chance, go listen to it. I actually thought it was super dope. It, from top to bottom. It's a long album. It's really good. He's got a lot of really good stuff out there. Some of it's only on SoundCloud only. It's not even on like the major platforms because he's going really bonkers talking about some crazy stuff that he doesn't even put in the main platforms. But he did a song called How to Make Clones. He's actually got a music video to it. And I want to read a couple lines from it and then just talk about kind of the movie. But the hook goes, what you do before you enter the game, create a player, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you do when you forget it's a game, hate the creator, hold on. And what they say you got to do in this world, make some paper, hold on. So basically he's saying, hey, before you enter a game, you got to create a player just like you do on a video game. And he said that, but if you don't understand the game, you're going to hate the creator of the game. Then he, then he drops some bars in there. He talks about they predicted 9-11 20 years before they dropped. Tell me how it's prediction if they wrote a whole plot. Don't know who's behind the curtain. Could be bots at the top. The invasion's been happened. The body's already swapped. 
like how we breed dog cities could just all be crops? How come what you make a year is never more than your debt? It's like a carrot hanging over your head. So he's talking about how they just want to keep putting us in debt, keep putting us in debt. So we got to pay our way out. And this was what made me think about the movie a little bit. Uh, is it just me or is artificial intelligence mimicking melanin? What if melanated people was somebody's experiment? They hid the ancient temples, then just blamed it on aliens. NASA stole the symbols from an African tribe and acted like it was some shit they just seen up in the sky. So I thought that was really interesting because he's kind of on that borderline uh, black Israelite mentality. However, though, I do know that he goes down some other rabbit holes because he's very like open minded. Uh, like black white people so i know he's got a different but also he does rock an eye of horus uh on everything so i got to question a little bit what his motivations are i know some guys use that as like hey you know we really came from egypt this is like enlightenment and i know some guys use it for that even though it is a a very fallen angel uh descriptor so it's definitely in there with the all-seeing eye and all that so that always makes me think because he wears that ring and in the music videos they flash in on it really close and then they'll pull out real quick so i kind of wonder what his hope maybe he's a psyop maybe he's a useful idiot i don't know um uh, he does have a lot of good info though so i can tell you that like he's not just crazy i know no, he, and he does go, got like, a lot of good info and then plus we're not all gonna agree because there's <laughs> not even just agree with like like we like i always tell you we got the same goal. We got the same end goal, but sometimes the road, we're not sure. Hey, we should take left. We should take a right. That's what I see a lot of it being in this realm is where everybody's like on the same, like we got the right idea. It's just that we think we have to go this way. And the other person may think to go this way because the, the information's mushed up. It's everywhere. We're, we're piecing together. Like we don't even know thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. Like we don't know the exact age of the earth and what, what everything comes from. We're only guessing from the timelines that they give us right they go oh this happened this time and that time and like you said it's being open-minded and critically thinking and you're not saying oh yeah he's he confirmed illuminati confirmed like you know you're not confirming him you're just like <laughs> hey man i do i'm the same way if i don't know him i'm like i don't know these people i might like their music but i just i'm gonna hold off because i don't know you might be into some weirdness <laughs> might be some kevin spaciness you know what i mean <laughs> But back to what I was saying, if people want to listen to some really enlightened music, he's got some good stuff, man. And he's a really good artist. He can sing, rap, do it all. So, like, the guy's very talented. And I think, like, if you want to listen to music that's going to be mind-opening, like Sean and I do, he's definitely in that category. Like, he has been for a while. So, I think he was kind of one of the, you know, he kind of brought back that old-school mentality to questioning the government, questioning everything going around. And he did it in a time that nobody was trying to do it. Like, he did it in a time where it was Obama in office. So that's kind of crazy, too, man. And he's never been on the Obama train at all. So that's the other thing, too. And I think he kind of got blackballed because he went against the, uh, the powers that be. And he's a flat earther too. So I think that totally ostracized him from a lot of big circles that he was originally in. Yeah. And he was a flat earther uh, as the movement really got started getting big. Like, so he was like one of the first big people to kind of say that in the public sphere. And he got the backlash, man. He got, he got rained on. Yeah, he did. He did. Whereas now, like he doesn't really, cause there's a lot of people that believe the earth's flat. Um, you know, I'm kind of in this weird realm of, uh, I, I like the globe, but I also think there's this, uh, other piece to it, um, that we don't know what the earth is exactly. So I'm very open-minded 
uh, listen, if I get to the ice wall one day, Sean, I'll look over and it's still flat, then it's all good. It's not going to bother me any, man. You know what I mean? So guys, relax. Sending me giant emails with a million different Bible verses and a million different things. And just for you guys that are doing that, because it's not just one of you, there's several people that keep doing this. Listen, I've got a presentation coming that I'm going to take the Bible and prove that it's not flat. So I've got one coming. You pushed me to it, and I've already been doing the research, so don't try me, because I go to the Hebrew, baby. I'll go to the Hebrew. And like you were talking about that, there's like more degrees. Like we, Sometimes we theorize, like we're like, okay, we don't have all this information. We only know. But there's still factual things to that theory, right? We're not just basing yes, it off of absolutely. like some, like, oh, well, what if? This word didn't exist. You know what I mean? Like some like off the wall quote. What if somebody gave you a million dollars or dude, like some stupid? No, it's like. Right. So I think sometimes like because we believe in the fantastical and some people are always in the fantastical. I think you got to like keep trying to. I think it's that's part of the balancing act to be the human being. We're constantly having to critically think, but also bring ourselves back to like, OK, we know we're really in this paranormal area right here. And we know that could be a possibility of something, but let's go look at this angle as well, because sometimes it's a simple answer. Not everything's the same thing. There's so many and so many different answers to the same question sometimes. And I think that's where we get lost in. And as far as cloning, this is like a huge, everybody's talking about it. You know, like you said, you got B.O.B., you got the Tom McDonald uh, doing the clone songs. You got uh, people dropping little clone li lines here and there and other rappers like really big into it. We see the symbolism, but if we really go back to when it was super publicized, I mean, there is some people that believe that Nazis were cloning, and you know, after World War II and, and during the Cold War, there was a race of clones, which, you know, people trying to race to who could get the better clones and the super soldiers, which is totally believable because we all know during that era, they were trying to like have a pissing contest with the major powers of the world and see who could get the best. It was almost like who could dominate because they just had a huge war. America was kind of in the lead with the West and the allies. So Russia was kind of, and kind of seen that turning point again, but 1996, Dolly the sheep, right? That's when we hear all about clones, man. They cloned the sheep. They cloned the sheep. And, and it, they did. Like, it became super, such a crazy thing. That's when we started hearing about stem cells. Remember? After Dolly, like, there was stem cells. And then, you know, they started making laws. They made that law. I think it's like, they call it like Godizing or something like that. It, like, that's the criminal defense of it. Like, if you try to, like, if me and you were like, uh, shout out to my homie uh, Juan uh, from the 101 podcast, because when you make a homunculus, you know what I mean? <laughs> you definitely, that's what it is. And you started hearing that in the realm of the mainstream media. Bush, before 9 11, was talking about stem cells and, hey, man, this is dangerous. And, Bill Clinton was talking even before that, like, it's dangerous with all these, you know, hey, we got to be careful of cloning, blah, blah, blah. Then let's fast forward a little bit. After 9-11, a French chemist, uh, Brigitte Bourgeois, or I probably said her name wrong, the CEO of CloneAid. CloneAid was a company that did experiments of cloning. And the type of clones that they were saying they were doing is grabbing embryo, getting the DNA from a host and putting in an embryo and then implanting it in the, you know, in the womb and letting it grow. That was the way they did it. And they allegedly, in December 2002, did successfully birth that clone, which they named Eve. For obvious reasons, Adam and Eve. Now, there's a debate that 
they never did this because there's no scientific proof and there's no evidence. And Bonjour was saying, well, we didn't want to let the family know because they were afraid of for their lives in that. And which is believable because if you just successfully clone somebody and the government's trying to do that for like 50 years and they're like, oh, we're taking you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come back over here. So I do kind of believe that. And there's also some people that believe that the clone, Eve, and the mother returned to the States. That they return back to the United States and they don't specifically say where. Obviously, some people think here, some there. But I thought that was pretty interesting how they got into that. And there was a huge debate even through that because there was like stuff in the UK where they were trying to push it out. And they actually talked to these doctors, uh, these scientists, these same scientists at CloneAid. And they were like trying to get them out of Britain where they were like, hey, we don't want cloning. And there was a lot of religious groups that were like anti-cloning. And they were having this argument of they were like, well, what's your success rate? And they were like, well, because their whole argument to clone was, hey, there's some women that can't have babies and they're not able to have babies. So they should be able to have a baby. That was pretty much their argument. And then when they push comes to shove, they say, well, you know, a 30 to 35 year old woman only 35, 30% chance that the baby even comes out or does isn't deformed or da-da-da-da, right? Or, or miscarriage. No, actually, they said about a miscarriage. Then they ask him, what's your success rate? And he said 30%, about 30% or more. And what it made me think of is like, he didn't specify because of a miscarriage. So I'm like, okay, what does he mean by like success rate? What, and they kind of ask him these questions like, hey, we know what, what? He doesn't answer them, like, because it's a bunch of, it's a crowd of people arguing, like, like, dude runches up on him, he's like a Christian activist, I forgot from what kind of group. I just found it interesting that he didn't really specify that it beat a miscarriage. So what made, led me to believe that, well, is there some kind of mutation? And with Br Bridget Bruselli, she was a French chemist, and she was uh, of this UFO religion based on the idea that aliens created humanity. So I thought that was a little fun fact because then I was like, well, could this be either A, someone trying to grow a hum homunculus, shout out to Juan, B, or a Nephilim. You know what I'm saying? Like, or some kind of Nephilim bloodline or ritual. I don't know. Uh, but I thought that was pretty interesting because she believes that this alien race created humanity and then they really were pushing for this cloning. And... Because they, they've cloned a bunch of stuff, you know, cattle, goats, rabbits, cats. No, absolutely. I agree with that completely. And, you know, you were just talking about the homunculus, which I was going to talk about, too, with uh, Paracelsus. And his recipe for the formation of the chemical homunculus, which was in his late uh, treatise, the De Rerum Natre, in 1537. And he talks about man-made man is formed alchemically in test tube from human sperm heated by horse dung for 40 weeks of normal human pregnancy. So they're doing this to create pygmies, giants, and other monstrous men. So when you look at even the creation, the formation of the homunculus, which is a being that's being created in a test tube, that's what clones are. That's literally what they are. They're homunculus. Like people think about the the meaning homunculus, little man. Yeah, they are little, but they can be big too. They can be a lot of things. Like it's and not they start just out little, like any human being. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So I thought that was really interesting. And again, shout out to Juan from the Water Wild Podcast 
Uh, we're doing this as a joke, guys, because there's a whole inside <laughs> joke with with him. But that's for one. But yeah, shout out to him for that homunculus. Uh, I did think about it immediately when I was looking at test tubes and how that works. Um, but you're right; they've been doing a lot of things, man. Animals. Uh, they, you know, you talked about Dolly, which she was alive for you know several years, man, 1996 to 2003, and Dolly also had other sheep so she was able to reproduce other sheep and they said they had to put her down because she got some sort of cancer and they said it wasn't directly had anything to do with cloning that they know of she just got sick like any animal would but she had animals of her own so we know that we know that they were uh cloning african clawed frogs in 1958 <laughs> like 1958 man this is crazy so they've been doing cloning for for a numerous amount of animals, cat, deer, dogs, horses, mules, oxes, rabbits, rats. Listen, you can clone your own dog or cat right now. There's several websites. All you got to do is type it in. For $50,000 a dog and $35,000 a cat, you can clone your own pet. All you got to do is go to a veterinarian that's willing to take the tissue sample from your pet and they send it to the cloning company what the cloning company does, they take eggs that are harvested from donor animals, they remove the nucleus, and they insert the cells from the original pet, and they create a clone because they, they put it inside of a surrogate mother dog or cat, and it's born just like any other regular animal. And then it comes out, and it's got all the traits of your old animal. So when your old animal gets old, you can get a copy of your pet. So it made me think, Sean, we talk about animals being cloned and why can't humans being be cloned? And I think one of the big things that I think some people have a hard time with, with humans being cloned is like the soul aspect. It's like we have souls. So if you're cloning somebody else, what is that copy? Like, does it have a soul too? Like, how does it operate on that level? Now we could, can you program it? So I lean more towards the avatar aspect. Like if you're cloning something, it's almost like a meat suit, a meat sack that some other entity is able to control. And maybe it does have memories and everything just like you, but it's only functional in a certain aspect. I think maybe entities take it to the next level. And I think that's why we see where people think a celebrity's been cloned or a politician's been cloned. And they're like, they just acted off or they did something that was just almost evil looking the way they did it. It was like something was taking over them. And I'm thinking maybe in some of those aspects, outside of the fact that I know that people can themselves be taken over by demonic entities, that these clones could also be kind of the meat sacks or at least a host that's able to take on board these entities in a different way. So I told you off air that I was thinking about something that you've been saying the past couple months. And you and I think a little differently on this. And you talk about how that you have a hard time thinking that like advanced technology comes from fallen angels. Like you think that human beings are super intelligent and that we create, which I agree with, but I've got a rebuttal. And I was thinking about this because it has to do with cloning. Cause I think a lot of this cloning came from fallen angels. Think about it in this aspect. I do think that we're super intelligent and I think humans have been from the beginning. Matter of fact, I always talk about Adam and Eve and how they used a lot of other aspects of their brain that we've just kind of let, laid dormant at this point. So here's the thing. Think about it in this aspect. 
you just started a new job, right? You just started a new job. There's a CEO that started like you did 30 years ago and he worked his way up. He learned all this stuff, right? And now he's the CEO. Are you as smart as him? You could very well be just as smart as him. Maybe you're more intelligent than him, but he's got more experience than you. So when you're looking at fallen angels, they have billions of years of experience. Plus, they've been next to and watched the actual creator of the universe do things. So they have a different grasp on things than we do. So when they come to us with technology or things, it's just because they've got more experience in that realm. I don't think that we can't create ourselves. Absolutely. I think we do so many things ourselves. But I think if, yeah, if we'd had billions of years just like them and we didn't die off, and we had that ability, which originally we did. We were never supposed to die off. We would we would be more advanced than they are. But I think they took advantage of the fact that when we got kicked out of the garden and now we're having to, you know, meander around like they're like, hey, check this out. I got this new piece for you. This will advance you quicker. And they're disguising themselves as these aliens and these these other beings. Like you said, that chick was where she's like cloning, but she's a part of this whole religion that's based on fallen angels or in her mind aliens that are giving us this technology i think that's what it is i don't think it's that they're smarter i just think they have so much more experience because they've just been around longer and they just had that advantage no i kind of like could buy into that and actually made me think as you're saying that i was like that makes sense because that doesn't necessarily mean so like say they go hey this is how you build this aircraft well it might have taken us thousands of years to figure that out right you know what i'm saying like there may be this information. We don't know the translation. They may have given the, that's a good, that's a good point. I think that would really like, how long did it take? Right? Like how long did it take for them to get electricity and, and, and different like stuff? Plus you can invent something, especially way back in the days when there was not as many people. Like if you go thousands and thousands of years back, you have like a whole setup, man. And nobody would know because nobody's been on your Island or, or think about billions, bro. Sure. sure. Like, like pre-Adamite, man, like all the way back, bro, we're talking like the the Agigi and all of these different like races from way back. So if the fallen, like the angels have been around like forever, right? They've been around for a long, long time. They've just been able to see like how things operate. If they're watching the the like the creator create and they're trying to mimic it, well, they got firsthand like eye knowledge and hand knowledge on something that's going on. So like for them, they're able to, and then if they've got time, because they don't die off if they've got time. So you've got a million years to work on something. You're going to perfect it like to a different level. And then say billions of years later, when you go to somebody who doesn't understand that at all yet, doesn't mean that they can't. And it also doesn't mean that human beings can't take what they give us and then change it as well. So that's a whole nother aspect. So I think that's kind of like where I'm at with it. It could even be as simple as, teaching one thing and the cause and effect or teaching a few things and a cause and effect, a ripple effect throughout the whole, you know what I mean? Like, cause once one thing's created another thing, so they might just introduce these ideas and then we don't know how long it takes and how long it takes for us to perfect it even, or even us to get on that level for sure. I think the idea cause comes from somewhere, right? Like when you have somebody, they've been talking about cloning in movies for a long time before they really push it out there. And that doesn't necessarily even mean that they were doing it like uh, Iron Man, right? You know how he, uh, uh, Tony Stark in the movie has the whole touch screen um, that's like, hey, anywhere he goes, it's like he has his, they made that of the movie too. Then people saw that and were like, hey, you know, art imitates life. Shout out to Juan. <laughs> I gotta get, <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that in there. 
<laughs> no, but I think that's what they do. I like that. That's a good point. Yeah, me too, man. And I think that's where, like, say, we always talk about 1947 with the Roswell incident. And I think that was a whole fallen angel psyop that they came in and they, you know, hey, we're these grays. We're going to give you this technology. Yeah, like, there was a huge spike in technology after that where it, we didn't have that part of it. We probably understood aspects of it. And they knew that, like, okay, well, we got this that'll help push our plans further. Here, take this stuff that we know. And we're looking like, oh, man, these are the gods of old giving all this stuff. Like, yeah, they did to a point. But if you look at even biblically, like we were always supposed to be higher than angels. It says that we were created a little lower than God. It was never like we're even said to judge the angels in the end. So, again, I think this is like you say, where it is a trickery to say that they're smarter than us. I don't think that's the case. I just think that they've just had more time and they're using that to their advantage. Like we are gods. No, that just makes had total more sense time. to me. And that's why we do see other things like, cause cloning is real. 100%. I'm not against cloning at all. I don't think that. And I think the next step with cloning, when you were talking about like the consciousness and where would it go? You know, you have that altered carbon where they like, can you download your consciousness? I don't know about all that. Maybe that is a possibility. Maybe that's what, the infrastructure of meta. They is. want it. They want yeah, it. They want to be able to do it at least for sure. That's, and I think the next step is CRISPR. I think CRISPR is what helps because it repairs DNA and we don't actually know exactly what a soul is. Like, you know what I mean? We, we, we kind of think of it, but we don't know what that means. Like we can say the word, it feels good, but we can't find physically like, Hey, this strand of DNA and not that it doesn't exist. We just haven't discovered it. So I'm kind of thinking a little bit with the CRISPR mixed with, a little bit of cloning. That's how with merge of this bio, uh, you know, bio robotic hybrids and stuff like that. I think that's how you merge into the transhumanism where they think that's perfection. And some of the things I, I that's where I, I've said this many times, but I do believe that whole Thanos mind frame is a lot of these, like not all of them. Uh, there's obviously evil people out there, but a lot of them are just like, we have to do this. Like, if humanity is going to stay alive, we have to do this. Almost like in the They Clone Tyrone. Like, hey, if my people are going to make it, we can only make it if we do this. It's always this extreme jump. Like, yeah, hey, you want to wipe out humanity? Fine. But I have an idea. Like, the whole thing with... That, to me, is the idea that they're trying to push behind it. And I think CRISPR plays a part somehow... And maybe with the soul aspect, I don't know, because it, it, the way it replicates and repairs DNA, I thought that could be something really that could, I don't know, is the soul a part of DNA? That would be a different argument, but I think that it is maybe, or, or, or the RNA. And then you go into the, the whole jabbity jabs, the vaccines, and then ours is, if there's this thing that people think, and there's like that they clone Tyrone, and there's all these clones everywhere. Do you inject them with this? And does that come from CRISPR? Does that like make them have souls? Does that make them come from NPC or does it control? Like, I thought that would be a, that's an interesting like way to think. Cause CRISPR is real. Like this is not something fake. Cloning is real. It's not so that's fake in my opinion though, of cloning. Uh, there's just a lot more to it, but there's a lot of people that talk about it. Like we were saying, like in, in music videos, you know what I mean? We were talking earlier before we got on. Like, you see the imagery, so they want us to know about it. You got the Eminem, real slim shady. Obviously, him, they're going on a conveyor belt. You know, <laughs> making more Eminems. Little Kim, how many licks? And it looks like almost like they're putting together a life-size Barbie and a 
basically a clone. And then you got like NBA Youngboy. He has this one with Mike Willmade and what the speed up or whatever. They're doing the same thing in hyperbolic chambers, replicating. I think there's even a Bobby Schmurder one, like, right? Is it, does he have one where they're like kind of clonish? I think most uh, our big artists now are doing some sort of version of cloning, or at least it's playing into the MK Ultra aspect and Monarch programming. That's been going on for it at least the mid-2000s all the way to now, and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But I think a lot of the ideas of this came from a guy called Donald Marshall, and I think that he brought a lot of it to the forefront. Um, and we're going to break down who Donald Marshall is. We're going to get into uh, a lot of the celebrity aspects off of him and definitely get into some of the stuff you're talking about, the songs, the music videos, all that, but Donald Marshall, on the second of December two thousand eleven, this crazy post emerged on Facebook, and this man came out and said his name's Donald Marshall, um, and then he broke down this crazy long post about being a child held captive by the Illuminati, and he said when he was five, um, that the Illuminati bought him from his parents, and he said on top of that, because all the members were pedophiles and fetish sociopaths um, that they had tons of knocking sexual sex with minors. So this was always going on and on and on there. But part of this story is cloning. And they said, he even said the Illuminati cloned him for personal sexual gain. So he, they were cloning him as a kid to have sex with him as a kid. And they were doing it with a lot of kids in these flown underground cloning facilities, uh, which he says that Queen Elizabeth II and the rest of the royal family were a part of. He also talks, he credits writing songs uh, for artists like Gatye and Rihanna, Beyonce, Metallica. And we'll get into that a little bit more too when we get heavy into the celebrity piece. But he basically says that he reveals in that 2011, um, he's otherwise a normal guy, but he's actually a clone. He said that he's even a clone. So the real him they don't even know what's happened to the real him. He just knows everything from his clone. And he was born in the cloning center. And his family was like himself and all the other clones and some of the celebrities that they would bring down there. And he said it was run by Queen Elizabeth. She used to come down there all the time. Now, where it gets really weird, he said, at his time at the cloning station, the entire operation is run by, you know, the classics. Freemasons, Scientologists are a part of this. But the Vril Society is a really big part of this. Now, you start digging into the Vril Society, this is where it gets really weird. So the Vrils was an alleged secret society that gave birth to the Nazi party. They said they were the precursors to the Nazi party. So World War II happened. And the Vril were a huge behind-the-scenes part of this. Now, this is kind of known from occult researchers. They, they, what they don't understand, and this goes back to just what we were just talking about, technology, they don't understand how the Vril Society got a hold of this technology and magic so quickly. Because the Vril Society shows up in like early 1900s, late 1800s, and then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, Hitler, we got all this technology, boom. And then the Nazis got like all of these crazy technology that we ended up bringing over with Operation Paperclip and all that stuff. 
So we know that this Vril Society is a, is a huge part of this. Now, the name Vril becomes famous in a book called The Power of the Coming Race. Now, originally it was called Vril, The Power of the Coming Race, but you can get it now. Uh, this guy named Edward Bulwer-Lytton wrote it. Now, it's written in a fictional form, but the crazy thing is all of these theosophists and occultists, Helena Blavatsky, William Scott Elliott, Rudolf Steiner, all these guys look at it as like the Bible for what these real were. And they even said that this is, this is not fiction, even though it was put out as fiction. And we know guys can do that a lot. Well, they'll write a book, say that it's fiction because that's a good way to slide in all of this truth, but it's actually real. And they say that they have the very, uh, manly characteristics because the the real word comes from virile or virility energetic or forceful so these like creatures which they say this is crazy now they're superhuman angel-like creatures and they have this mysterious energy force called vril it's an all-permeating fluid of limitless power they're able to control this energy source with their minds to do good as well as to destroy. And they're filling up inside of the earth. So they come from inside of the earth and they're looking for new real estate. They're fair skinned. They're Aryan. This plays right into fallen angel societies, man. Underground civilizations. We were talking about Tartary or Tartarus back in the, uh, the, 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 the Tartary episode. I mean, it all plays into, I just feel like it's like you and I always say, they just rebrand it. They just rebrand different names for the same thing because here are these angelic beings that are giving who the Nazis technology, this vril there, and they they lord it over their heads too. You need to get a hold of this vril, this this power, this energy. But this is how you create it. You can use this energy to power these saucers, power these vehicles, which the Nazis had. We know they did. And think of every movie that they show Nazis in, where they're just like. Trying to steal some technology, some cra- look at Hellboy. Yes, they summon like to get a demon. That's a, a great another. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exactly what happens. So no, I I totally agree that there is uh, a, a huge connection. And even didn't they have like the um, I like what you did with the the Tartary uh, episode because that is true. Tartaria. They were talking about how like again the fair skin, the 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 Aryan type like uh, uh, features, and that. Where do you think they get the idea from? They got to get the idea from something. And an, a fallen angel could morph into anything that they would want you to look at. Now, could they be like, hey, look at us, fair skin. We look like this. Maybe we should make everybody look like this. That's their way of manipulation mm. of where now they're going to fight in, fight with each other. And we don't know their end goal, but obviously I would, in my opinion... It's to like get us to kill each ourselves. You know what I mean? Kill each other. Yeah. Until they're they, until they can inhabit the planet themselves and find a way to take over everything. And, and why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Their whole goal is to disrupt what God created, and they want to lure us into uh, that mentality. So I, I think that's a part of it. And to get deeper into the vril, there was another book written by Lewis Powell's and Jacques Bergier in 1960 called "The Morning of the Magicians," and most of the book is talked talks about the real society's doings, their involvement in the Nazi inventions, their communications with aliens. So check this out now. That's odd because these real are also communicating with what? 
aliens? Are these the meat sacks? Are these 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 grays, these demonic grays that they're using too? Because you see this happen a lot where you'll have like these Aryans, these uh these whites, the tall whites hanging out with grays. And they said they were aiding Hitler and his highest ranking soldiers to escape to where? The South Pole to Antarctica. So this is part of what the real helped them do was get out of there, get to the South Pole. And here's the best part. Powell's and Berger never said if the book was fiction, fact, or speculation. They literally wrote the book, put it out there, and they were like, yep, there you go. Boom. And they just rolled out with it. They were like, hey, we're just going to let everybody figure it out. And a lot of these people that were part of the, the Thule Society as well, which was a German occultist and Volkish group that was founded in Munich after World War I. So this is even before World War II, the Thule Society. And they're all based on this whole, and this is going to blow your mind, on the land called Thule, which means distant place located beyond the borders of the known world. I got y'all, Flat Earthers! I got y'all! Hey, I'm batting 100 for y'all today. I'm telling you, there's something to it. I'm not saying that it's what I think the Flat Earth PSYOP is, but I do think there's lands. I don't think the Earth's what we think it is, and I think there's lands that we don't know is out there, and are there some sort of ice walls or borders? Yes, I think so. And we know for a fact they already, like just what we do know, they try to make it seem like there's not enough land in America, and we do. If you've driven through America, you know there's so much land that's not inhabited, plenty of land, plenty of stuff, and they they go, oh, the, the this is not good over there, this is not good. No, they deter you from going to those areas. I'm with you on that completely because I think the Earth is way bigger than we think. I think people just kind of guesstimate, they're like, yeah, it's like that, and then nobody's gonna question it. Like you would have to be like super, like, well, I got it. You can't measure it. You just gotta guess. And they're going off of these guesses. And and you can only go off of what you know. So if you don't know there's these other regions that have never been on a map, that's probably like a whole different map. I, I think they could even be like a whole other side of the earth. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why people believe it's flat. Or maybe some of the stuff that flat earthers are getting when they're putting it through, like, the to me, a PSYOP as well, especially with the flat earth society. That was an obvious. Even flat earthers, most of them know, like, hey, yeah, that was bullshit. I think... It could go back to what you were saying or what we were talking about a little bit ago. Like if a fallen angel was telling you like, hey, you know, it's like this. Like they may be describing it to somebody and either giving them false information or giving them information that we do not understand. Right. They're like, hey, there's this like da da da. Let's like, and they were like, oh, it's flat then. Or it's like we don't know. And I think that's where we got to get away from those conclusions because I think that there is definitely I think there's more proof of this element of. Demonic people, uh, fallen angels, uh, aliens, what it, like to me, which is all the same thing, but whatever you want to call it. And that makes more sense to me that there are, they may even be on that other side of the wall. And maybe only a few have some capability or got trapped over here. There, that may be like, because we see all those movies like even Hercules and things that where they're either in the bottom of the ocean or they're behind this farther place that we don't know of that we didn't know existed in the world. I totally subscribe to that. I think the world's much, much bigger than than they will ever tell us. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think it's it's what these factions have made it out to be. It's not this like flat earth thing. It's not like technically this globe thing. I'm thinking if it is the globe, which I like the globe model a lot because I believe in space. But if it is a globe, I think it's a much larger 
And it could be what I've said before. It could be an ice wall around what we know as the earth. And that would be considered flat. And then you get outside of that. And then there's more and more and more. So we don't really know. Or ice wall just off certain spots. You know what I mean? Like, a, like, a, like, because we can't go everywhere. And we don't know how big, like, that ice wall goes. And I don't know if you've seen those videos more recently where supposedly there's, like, a campsite over. It's, like, supposedly Antarctica. And it has, like, a beyond and it looks like there's people camping or like not camping but some kind of like civilization there i don't know if you've seen that video that was it's a pretty interesting video man i'm gonna have to shoot it your way i do believe that too and then just like even the lure because of people talk about something for a reason and there, there's a reason game of thrones has an ice wall yeah where there's like <laughs> all this land and it could be like a total it could be even just like there's a total another world with People just like us, other humans that think that, hey, there is, you know, the countries are called something different. You know, it's shaped a little different. I, they could be dividing it. We don't know. Like, just like the, uh, what are they called? The, um, the, uh, in Game of Thrones, man, I can't think of it right Talk now. Talk about the, uh, the, the wild people. Yeah, the wildlings, wildlings right? Wildlings, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, bro, right? And they had giants. I'm just saying. And they did have giants. <laughs> Again, man. I mean, fiction's always a playoff on something that's real. And I, and I think that for sure. And at that point, we were talking about the flying machines. At the end of 1922, the real society had supposedly created the first flying machine. And what's nuts is back to that part, they didn't understand how they were able to implement things so fast. And I think this is very similar to what they do throughout history, these fallen angels, they show up at certain times, they pop off, give you a bunch of technology, and this happened right before what? World War II. So you got this happening before World War II. Now you got Hitler on a chase to find everything that's occultic in the world at this point. And then, not long after that, 1947 happens, Roswell happens, and you got another big spike in technology, but they're disguising themselves differently. So you got all of these different factions, right, of... What they are is the same thing. So this Vril society or these Vrils um, were what I think fallen angels. And especially the fact that they were described as angelic beings. I think it has a lot to do with it, man. And then, you know, and that's just a piece of what Marshall was talking about. Back to the cloning, he uses the Vrils because he says the Vrils went underground, back underground, not only there, but to Antarctica with Hitler, but part of what they did was build these cloning facilities. That's what they did, and he's seen them firsthand. So imagine being underground where you've got these almost angelic beings that are creating these clones, that are creating you know, celebrity clones or politicians, and you got politicians running around down there too. It, it reminds me of a movie that came out in 2005 called The Island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, and this is really crazy too, they think they're in this world that they have to hide in this place because the world is burning down. It's basically viruses everywhere, but come to find out they're all just clones. And each time each one of them gets pulled away to go to this island, wins a lottery, they're not winning a lottery. They're use, actually using them to implant babies in them, to grow babies or harvest their organs as like organ donors, which I think there is a very practical use for cloning as well. So say you're a rich politician or a rich celebrity or an elite, you make a clone of yourself. It might not be a great clone as far as being able to communicate and all that, but say like the body parts are, are durable. What if you have a liver issue? What if you need a heart transplant? If you've got a good clone, 
you can just use them to take those body parts out and replace them. I think that's a big thing too, man, is that is that uh, organ harvesting. And what about the black market? What if you got clones and you're just using body parts and selling well, them on the black market? To, you probably don't even have to clone the whole body. Right. You clone the heart or clone the liver. Well, we know we can do or, that already. They're growing ears on mice. So we yeah. know that already. So that's definitely a huge possibility because you got to think outside of the box with just clones, not just the fact that they're cloning people to maybe implement them in as a replica version of somebody else. Maybe they off them or whatever. Those are the exciting, fun, you know, stuff that we dig into because it's interesting. Yeah, it's like a rich person stuff. And then almost kind of like uh, uh, when we were talking about like adrenochrome with uh, Paranoid American, right? Like how, yeah, it's a real thing. But it might not be what you think where, hey, they got a, a dungeon of kids and they got to scare them and drain them of their blood so they could drink it. No, it's a real compound. And a lot of it is just, hey, some 18-year-old that wants to make a couple bucks comes by the rich guy's house, attaches up the IV to him, attaches it to the, the, the billionaire, tra little blood transfusion. You know what I mean? And, and I think the same thing with the cloning. Like, it's like more of a like a luxury of like, ah, oh, man, this and that could explain why some of these really, really wealthy people are living a lot longer because you could be just growing. Hey man, I just got, man, I got drinking too much. Let me get a, you know, let me get a liver transplant. Let me get, like you said, a heart transplant. You know, man, my, I broke my arm. Like there's plenty of you could do with it. And there's a lot of stuff when you brought up a movie, it reminded me of, I was thinking of like movies that, you know, talks about clones and there's a lot of them, but then it reminded me of that multiplicity. Remember with a Michael Keaton? What's <laughs> a crazy movie, man. And that kind of like, introduced so that was the same time with dolly right so it's humorous and it's funny and, and it might not be completely detailed like hey this is exactly how the process is but th there is a process but when I, like to go back a little bit about donald marshall like i thought it was interesting and a little bit weird and funny when he was like yeah i used to sing in there all the time and then they were like you're so good we're gonna stop raping you i was like okay that's weird and like I like the how like how he like thought of that but so I'll say okay then I also thought it was strange um the music that he's like writing for but I I get it there's some writers that can write all kinds of stuff but it just was a little strange to me that like the genre jump <laughs> like you know what I mean like the genre jumps kind of like cuz I have a lot of questions about Donald Marshall now, the real society, I'm with you on that. Like, I, I did a little bit of digging on that. I think there's a lot of validity to the whole fallen angel. I think, though, Donald Marshall is, like, I think he's a phony. You know what I mean? Like, I think that he's uh, 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 fabricated and not to the level of actually being a clone. In my thing that I kind of started tying into, I feel like it was three years after that paper from Cass Sunstein came out, and it was another implication of jumping on Facebook and trying to see where this would go with like throwing a bunch of crazy conspiracies together, right? Like he kind of mashed every, he was another person like similar to maybe this was the blueprint for Q, right? They go, Donald Marshall, hey, let's use this guy out here. You mash all these different conspiracies that there's a lot of validity to, but together, not always, right? And I think that's the problem because people are like, you really think there's like five people ruling the world? No, I don't. Personally, I think there's like gangs. Sometimes they're like gangs, mafias, uh, uh, syndicates. Now, shout out to Shadowbound Syndicates. <laughs> uh, definitely, like, have these groups 
but I don't think they always work together. Sometimes they work together for the same, you know, hey, man, we both have the same goal. And I think that these fallen angels, in my belief, this is just my opinion. I'm sure you might believe, uh, think the same way a little bit. I think these fallen angels go to these groups and, like, try to push them against each other. Like, hey, man, if you team up with uh, the Freemasons, and uh, it's not this interwoven meeting. Hey, like, it's a board meeting. We got the representative for the Illuminati. We got the representative of the Freemasons here. It's not that. I think there's these factions of people that are chasing information, chasing knowledge, and a lot of it's ancient. So you go into a group, you go into these societies that have been around for centuries. You know what I mean? You wouldn't go to a society that was just like, hey, this is the uh, the the bird killer uh, society that we just started. It's like our second month. Like we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of books. We have two books. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to want to go to one, obviously, because that's what a lot of people if it's either like a brotherhood type of thing that I've noticed that people that are going to society brotherhood thing, some kind of advantage of leverage to get ahead in life as far as like, you know, promotions, better jobs, business opportunities, things of that nature. And the third one is knowledge, like for, like what is considered forbidden knowledge, things that like, you know, that nobody else knows or like when we get into the whole deeper of the scriptures, the the paranormal and the uh, fantastical of the scripture instead of just like, oh, it's just like, hey, Jesus was a guy. He was pretty nice. You know what I mean? Telling the real story of like, no, man, it's powerful. This is the most powerful human. Well, the son of God that was showing that we do have those powers because that's what I think it was because it's almost like he was avataring as well, which that's where uh, you could get into all kinds of theories right there that we won't touch on because we want people to get too mad. <laughs> Cheeks would get tight. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I I think you know to the to the Jesus thing for sure. I mean, because I've been reading a lot of the New Testament and how he told told Peter and Paul and a lot of these disciples how that they have this power. You know what I mean? Like. Through me, you have his power. You know what I mean? And he did. He, now, obviously, he does very many times in the Bible talk about false prophets and how that they can mimic these powers, too. And I think it's where you get your fallen angels and where they're pulling from that power. Right. You got you got that other end of it. But I do think that we were always supposed to be connected to God in a way that we're not now in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm with you when it comes to Marshall. I think. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's a psyop. And I think that he was implemented by the powers that be. And I think that he's probably in that Q range, that 65% of truth. I think he's got a lot of truth there. I think that what he's talking about celebrities being cloned and some of this stuff, I think it's true. I think what he's talking about people behind the scenes writing for these singers. Absolutely. Like we know this for a fact, they even talk about it. It's not even like, we know that there's ghost writers. We know that there's people that are just designated writers for singers. We know this type of thing. We, you know, it, it, it's a known fact. That's, that's nothing we got to look outside of. But I think if we're talking about Marshall, he does specifically start talking about celebrities. And I think that's where it gets really interesting because some of the stuff does kind of add up where I don't think every celebrity is a clone. Let's get that out there. But I think when you get to these upper echelon, upper elite levels, I think it can happen. And I think depending on what they want to happen. Yeah. Here's another one for you. You were talking about multiplicity. Here's one that nobody thinks about. Everybody always thinks about something happening to somebody and then a clone coming along. What if somebody's just hanging out at the house? And they want the clone to go out and do stuff for them. Say you got this meat sack clone, you put an entity in it while you're at the house chilling. Say you want to go on a vacation somewhere. Say you go to some Epstein Island and want to hang out and you don't want to go on tour. You got a clone or five clones to go on tour for you. 
there's stuff that people don't think about when you got that kind of money that, hey, they look different than they did last week. Like, well, yeah, maybe it was multiple clones. You don't know. They're doing work for you. Also, to your point right there, which I think this will like back up your point. It's not necessarily that they're getting rid of the person like, hey, they're talking too much now. Let's replace them. How about this? They got to a level where they're like, shit, I'm going to buy a clone. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that they own the clone. Like it's not always like this government or secret society that they took them out and planted them. How about this? They just bought a clone and they got a couple of them. I like the altered carbon uh, view on that where they just like, you know, the rich dudes had like, dude, I got the, got the luxury model. I got like, he had so many different like that either look like him. He even got some that's like me, but a little bit more of shape, like things like that. Like you can adjust it. That's more believable to me too, because that's why I'm not totally sold on what Marshall, I believe that there is cloning to a degree, but I don't think it's like as wide scale because if it was, they would be able to do a lot more. They would be able to take over a lot, a lot of different things. Cause for instance, you could just clone a, a ton of cows and be like, yeah, we have the most food and like, we're going to dictate people to go this way and kill off all the other cows. You know what I mean? You could have an army of clones and then to even like all these like Epstein islands and pedophiles, like you could have just have all the DNA of these kids. You don't even have to abduct them. You don't have to do any of that. And you could get their DNA easy, especially with schools and all that and gyms. There would be no need to abduct them. I think though, that what happens in my opinion is that there's like, anything right there's some people that are probably pretty good at cloning like you know their accuracy is pretty decent and they can get you a nice clone you know if you're gonna go to the starbucks or like uh the mercedes the gucci the like you know what i mean i'm just trying to think of like high name value brands that like are like hey if you go that maybe you'll get that designer clone where they're they're gonna do a lot more stuff now but then you could go to the dollar tree you know what i mean and get Something more. So I think that's also to play in why there's not as many clones. Because obviously some people probably have gotten it down pretty good where they can make clones. And we don't know also how long it takes. Because if you're doing the embryo away, it's going to at least take nine months, right? So is it nine months and then you're, and they're growing it from a child? That's different compared to like the cloning on cloning. Because you could probably like, because with Dolly, she was full grown, right? Like, what? Well, she was full grown, so a human, I don't see not I, I could see it happening. I just think that there's not as many people that are good at it. Here's another factor though you gotta pull into that a lot of people don't talk about, man, that I think about a lot actually. And I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, but I think technology is far advanced, way more than we know. I do think cloning's out of control. I actually probably think a little differently than you on that, but here's the little twist on it. I think people just forget like how powerful God is. And I think that people don't know about what's going on behind the scenes when it comes to like networks that God would be in control of. There are, there are hidden groups that are against these secret societies that are moving and shaking behind the scenes in the dark too. You got to look at that aspect as well. You know, one of the guys, Ellie Marzulli, he wrote a book called the Nephilim trilogy and it's all through the book about these underground uh, Christian groups or people that follow God groups that are pushing back against this demonic regime. So they have them going up, blowing up some of these like facilities. They actually go and blow up this whole Nephilim facility that's underground. So I think you've got some of this stuff that we'll never know that happens that's going on this silent war, this what you and I talk about, spiritual war that manifests into a physical war behind the scenes 
underground, who knows? So I think that you've got like two aspects of it. So say, what if something was about to happen and then it got stopped because God put some people in the, in the way to stop it from happening? So there's that other piece of it that nobody talks about. I think I got to, I, I, I like that because uh, it kind of reminds me of, remember, was it 2020 or I believe it was in 2020. And there was that, and maybe 2021. Anyways, there was that big aspect where they're talking about the Chinese that were there. The CCP military was uh, in Canada training. And remember there was those underground bunker explosions. There's all this stuff that people were talking about. And they were talking about, oh, it's China war. Here's another spin to it. What if it's exactly what you're talking about? Because obviously, if we don't hear about it on the news, like even if you look through Twitter or the, me and you dig through news or stuff I dig through, I might find that. Well, how about all the stuff I'm not finding? You know what I mean? Like there's stuff like like there, there's stuff that they're showing like that I found that they're not showing about Biden. But there's stuff that still even further that we don't know about, because if nobody's reporting on it, how do we know? And nobody's telling us we can't know all the information of what's happening in the world at all times. And that. You, when you said that, I immediately thought of that, and I was like, wait a second, that's a good point, man. What if there is? And why wouldn't there be? Because there is the duality. There's the good and the evil. There's going to be this constant struggle because it can't. it's like you can't have it either way. It's like you have to have the balance. I think that's why balance is something that's so important. No, I, I that's good, man. I actually would like to like, yeah, look into Yeah, and that. I think cool. throughout time that you've seen some of these groups emerge, and maybe sometimes they get infiltrated, and I think that happens too, kind of like the church did. I think sometimes they Back get infiltrated. Back and forth. I'm sure there's yeah, some of those guys getting into you got into double it. agents, right? you got to think about it in that aspect. I think everybody always thinks like this evil is so intelligent, so smart. And that we're just a bunch of dumb lemmings right. that are just roaming around <laughs> like, oh, man, I hope they don't kill us all. Well, and ultimately, <laughs> you know, we talk. you talk about the duality, but ultimately, in the end we know that god wins because he's more powerful than satan so why wouldn't he put people in place to stop his, or foil his plans you know i i just think that that's a piece that we always toss out uh, uh, especially if you don't believe in god then that's fine i get it you don't want to take this on board but if you do you should for sure take on board the fact that god's more powerful than satan and if that's the case why wouldn't he have Double agents. Why wouldn't he have his own agency? <laughs> and even if, let's say even this, let's take away like there is none of that, right? The, these agents. But I also believe this is something I've always thought, like, just like what we're doing right now. We, you don't know the part that we're playing, right? We may, and and maybe let, let's, let's go back. Actually, let's go back to the agent thing, though. So, like, basically, like, what if we are saying stuff, what we're saying, we not, we may not be in this group at all. But the way that this, that's what people don't understand, I think, the power of, like, how things work with God and, like, the universe or whatever you want to call it. Like, there's this structure, I think, that, like, something has to happen to cause something else to happen. So, me and you having this conversation, say there was not even these agents before, they may now become because of this day right now that we're talking about it. And I think, but I am with you, there has, there, there has, there's no doubt in my mind that there has to be now how they probably had times where they were really doing well. And times where they're like, man, we're down in numbers and we're getting slaughtered out here. I think it's probably been going back and forth. But I think God's way of playing the game is like using people like me and you or others like to kind of like push it in this direction. Hey, man, you might want to watch out for those guys over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the case, too. That's why I don't get too like worked up about you know, censorship or social media or these things with these people, these powers that be that try to stop us. Cause I feel like if I've got a message that God wants me to get out, he's going to let it get out. Like I don't care who's like trying to stop what algorithms trying to stop it. It's not going to stop it. Ultimately, are there going to be things that happen to try to derail you to try to, 
demotivate you? Absolutely, man. I think that's in anything in life. And I think that we have to realize that um, as we go. But yeah, I, to, to the point of... Well, that's where faith comes is supposed right. to come in, right? That's when your faith Absolutely. of like, hey, bro, my guy's better than your guy. Yeah. Every day of the week, bro. Not, 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 not nine times out of 10. 10 out of 10, it's over, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You have to have that confidence. I think that's huge. No, for sure, man. And, you know, back to... Uh, Marshall, and I wanted to get into some of the celebrity stuff because I think that's where people really like to go with the cloning, man, the celebrity stuff. I kind of want to start with Britney Spears, right? So, you know, most people think that in 1998, right before she came out with Baby One More Time, that her and Justin Timberlake got into a nasty car accident, which caused her to be decapitated and Justin put in a coma, which they say that he's still in a coma or dead at this point. And they said because of that, the label forced to find a stand-in at least until they could get the clone in place. So they had to clone her, and Donald Marshall talks about her getting cloned. Matter of fact, he talks about a song in 2009 that came out called Break the Ice, which I actually went back and watched that music video today uh, while I was getting some notes together. Bro, that is a crazy video. Like, the lyrics are crazy, which I'm going to read a couple of them here, but, like, the video is anime style, which you didn't see a lot of that in music videos back then. I mean, anime was starting to get pretty big. It had been out since the 90s, obviously. Anime's been around for a long time, but, like, it was getting big in, like, the 2000s. But that was one of the first videos I remember being... But it wasn't mainstream, man, because it anime wasn't really mainstream, I would say, like, until, like... I don't know. Not, not even just barely mainstream. I want to say, like, with the Pokemon and the Dragon Ball Z, like... 96, 97, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it was still kind of like fringe, like, what is that? Like, you know, you didn't know what that was. Absolutely, man. And she does this music video called Break the Ice, and in the music video, she is a clone to start out with, goes to this place, it's where a bunch of elites are, and you can tell they're elites. She mows a bunch of them down, goes underground, and there's all these tubes that have clones of her. So she blows up all the clones of herself, then runs up to the top, of the building, which has got like the ultimate elite and check this out, which he puts the electric electric device to it, realizes it's an AI. It's not even real kills it. And then busts out and leaves. So I started listening to some of the lyrics and I find pop lyrics are actually some of the most devious lyrics out there. I, I think hip hop, a lot of times they're in your face and you kind of know what they're saying. Cause I mean, hell Jay-Z did a song called Lucifer. So we know that they're, they're a little more yeah. blatant with some of the stuff that they say and do, but pop masks it because they'll have double meanings, like double entendres where something will seem like it's sexual, but it's actually not, or it'll be an ode to Lucifer. It'll be a song that's talking about him. But this song, some of the lines were crazy, man. The hook, I know it's been a while, but I, but I'm glad you came. And I've been thinking about how you said my name. You got my body spinning like a hurricane. And it feels like you got me going insane. I can't get enough. So let me get it up. So it's almost this double entendre of talking to the clone self of herself in this se in this sense. And then in the lines, looks like we're alone now. You ain't got to be scared. We're grown now. I'm going to hit defrost on you. Let's get it blazing. We can turn the heat up if you want to turn the lights down low if you want to. If you want to move, yeah, but you're froze up. That's what I'm saying. So are you warming up yet? You got me hypnotized. I never felt this way. You got my heart beating like an 808. Can you rise to the occasion? So it's obviously could be used in a sexual way, 
with the whole defrosting and the whole like looking at herself and it being a whole clone video. It's about cloning. Like it really is. This song is about cloning in 09 and it's just right in your face. And Marshall talks about it. Now he says he wrote the song, which maybe he did. Maybe he's the psyop that did. I just don't think he's what he says he is. I, in my opinion, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. He's not exact. Like, I think he's got some of like, information right whether that be on accident whether that because he is a plant that's why like i was really on to that whole cat sunstein part because it was like a few years after it's still during the obama obama administration Mm -hmm. when that that peak of that so i'm like hmm is this in play and that it was on a social media site but i mean to me there's only one person that wrote that song Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah, dog. <laughs> Booyah, dog. I- I'm with you. Like, it's one of those things that, like, I know that he hit some of his information's right. I just don't know where he got it from. I don't know. Because if- you could search, I mean, a bunch of stuff. It was harder back then. I mean, like, not super hard because 2011, there was people still Googling and we don't use it as much, but we were starting to Google a lot more back then. And that's why he blew up. He blew up because it went like a wildfire. That's why I just know there's some kind of psyop angle to it. I just don't fully know. I just feel like because it was during the Obama administration and because we always talk about Cat Sunstein cognitive infiltration, I just had to connect the two together. And it's some kind of op off of that. I don't disagree with that. And to some of the other crazy stuff he talked about, too, uh, he talks about Miley Cyrus, uh, which they say back in 2010 when she's going through her rebellious phase, Disney had her killed off and dumped her remains in the California desert and said that her clone was then put back into uh, her place. And they said that Miley Cyrus actually refused the sexual advances of Disney executives, her father included. And also she wouldn't take part in the blood orgies. So they beat her up and left her for dead and they replaced her with a clone. And he's even got, now this is where it gets interesting with him where he's got the dialogue from what he was having conversations with these celebrities or the clone versions of these celebrities. And he's got this whole dialogue where he's talking about uh, to Miley and she's basically comes to him at this cloning center and it's like, Hey, I need more songs. Um, And he tells her that he's not going to be making any more songs. And she's like, well, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, for keeping for basically that you're trying to tell people about this alien body snatching crisis, because this does tie into the reptilians now, too. So he does tie in not only the real, but he talks about reptilians being part of this cloning process and them sending reptilians in as celebrities. So this is where you get some of that from, too. He was kind of one of the first people to push that to the forefront. And he does talk about Miley Cyrus. And he's having this this conversation with Miley Cyrus clone. clone. Yeah, like, so he's ha- I came in like a <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh> yeah, dog. <laughs> Get another one for that. <laughs> yeah, but she threatens to kill him and basically tells him that, hey, listen, if you, because he's basically, this is where he's about to break free and he wants to tell everybody about what's going on and she's telling him like, hey, Elizabeth's not going to like this. And we're going to like basically give it to you if you don't. So he has like a big, big deal with Miley Cyrus. Uh, but not only that, I mean, you had other ones like Avril Lavigne was another one. Um, Ashton Kutcher. He has like a whole thing with Ashton Kutcher because he didn't just write music. He wrote skits for Saturday Night Live for some of these clones to do on Saturday Night Live. 
So he talks about the chocolate skit and how that Ashton Kutcher wasn't really feeling it. And he really kind of wrote this crazy skit that he didn't think was going to be that big. But he's like, I know these clones will do anything. So he started messing with the clones and he messes with Ashton Kutcher and writes a skit and his skit ends up being big. So, but he says that this is even crazy. Just going to blow your mind. One of Ashton Kutcher's clones used to like putting his clone underwater in a coffin and then choking him under the water and like drowning him. So that was a whole thing. He's got like intricate stories about these celebrity clones that do certain things to him. So in my opinion, here's what I think. Again, I think he's a psyop, but maybe he's sprinkling some truth in here. Maybe some of these celebrity clones are just out of control and they just like to kill other clones. It makes sense to me, especially if they're like demonically, you know, controlled. Maybe they're maybe they're getting off on like killing other clones. It's like because they do talk. It, this is man. This is another piece I thought that got really crazy. He breaks down uh, like the blood sacrifices in the baby eating. So that's I think this was the precursor to Cube for sure. Because he totally gets in. He totally gets into how they eat babies and how they eat them too. He talks about how that they will. There's certain parts that they use for other things. Um, but there is a piece of it that has a backstory that brings a lot of validity to what he's talking about. So he talks about how that they don't mention the spicy smell because they're cooking these babies with spices. He's like, you can smell them six feet away. He said they're done at the cloning centers as part of these Luciferian rituals. So they heat them up and eat them. They do it in front of people as clones to scare them. So like the clones of the people will eat the babies in front of them to scare them. And then he talks about the babies are bought from a semi-legal slave trade in Darfur and Sudan. So anybody knows about Darfur, man, there's just, just so much genocide that's been going on there forever. And there's just a lot of human trafficking and all that. But he ends up talking about what they call these gold babies. So they say that they take the remains of these babies and they dip them in gold and they use them for like talismans and stuff like that. He actually talks about this. Well, here's what's nuts, bro. In 2012, a Thai man was caught smuggling gold babies. <laughs> so he's a British citizen, was arrested in Bangkok, got caught with six fetuses that were found stuffed into travel bags from two months we're talking about fetuses now, two months to seven months, and he was taking them back to Taiwan to sell to wealthy customers online. He was selling them for like $200,000 a piece, and they had been roasted dry and painted in gold leaf, and it's 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 a legit article, and I've seen the pictures. It's pretty disturbing. I I, I can't do that stuff for too long. Like I was just trying to read the article, and I'm like, I saw it and I'm like, yeah, it's real. It's not fake. And this is, came from legitimate, you know, obviously, you know, mainstream's garbage. But it, and cannibalism is a real it's thing. It's a real too. thing, like, too. Like, but it's not like it played into the fact because he said he sold these babies because they were talismans to bring good luck to these wealthy people. And it makes sense that, hey, these people might eat babies, but they might use the remains to create these talismans. Why wouldn't they, man? Think, I, just, I immediately went to like alchemy like creating gold and putting gold on these babies. And what are they doing alchemically behind the scenes uh, with these demons, with these gold fetuses, man? And I was like, you know, it's funny that he brought that up about that aspect of it 
But it's true. It literally happened. This happened This in 2012. Anybody can look it up. This guy, Hulk Kuhn Chow, 20 years old at the time, got caught with these babies in a duffel bag trying to move them, and there were six of them in there. But that could have been just as much to um, have Marshall seem legitimate by using – that could have been It could have been. Yeah, no, facts, like, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's definitely something, and I'm with you. Like, why wouldn't they? If they're, they're it's gonna have like they eat the baby, they're gonna have the bones as some kind of good luck or some kind of like ritual statue or some kind of talisman, like you said. Like, and before I say, um, uh, it got me thinking. I forgot about to mention this in that NBA Young Boy video where I was telling you that like he's in hyperbolic chambers, all this stuff. They go and they're like dipping something like looks like in some kind of like uh, maybe acid or some kind of like chemical. When they pull it up, it's gold and silver, bro. Alchemy of the ass, bro. And one more thing I'll say about alchemy, because I was going down a little memory lane, like, you know, I was hit the big 4-0, and I was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me hear all, I started listening to all the stuff I was listening to high school and junior high, right? And first of all, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that I was listening to underground hip-hop where it's talking about New World Order and craziness, right? One of them, though, is Dilated Peoples. I don't know if everybody knows who that is. And uh, their, their producer is named The Alchemist, right? That's his name, The Alchemist. Well, the, it, they just start, there's this one where it just hit me hard because he was just like talking about doing the alchemical process, kind of like not vaguely, obviously vaguely. Like it wasn't like he's like breaking that, but it was just interesting to like know as you get older, when you first hear that, you're like, oh, whatever, man. Like, you know, now you're like, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing over there? For, dude, for <laughs> sure, man. And, yeah, I, I used to listen to the Alchemist back in the day, man. Uh a lot a lot of dilated peoples, all that stuff. Good stuff, man. Um, uh, but yeah, the Alchemist is definitely uh on board with some knowledge for sure. At the very least, he read the book The Alchemist, so which most people have read, which is a classic. Um, but I, I think we should kind of start telling it off here with Eminem, man. I think that's the one that everybody loves to talk about is Eminem being cloned. Hi, my name is <laughs> and I think people love to talk about Eminem being cloned. Um, I'm not against it. I think there's some good. Uh, it has to be the top. You know what? This has. To, I was gonna say like I was like he's not gonna. T I was like no wonder he saved the best for last. Because I was wondering we're not gonna talk about Eminem. That is the one that everybody wants to talk about. And there is a lot of good information with it. I disagree with it, but I'll let, I'll let you uh, go forward first. Yeah, I, and I think there's good information on both ends of it too, right? So there's I think there's. Uh, evidence to support it, and I think there's evidence to say that it's not too. So I think, uh, so anyway, it basically says that he died in 2006 and was replaced by an android or a clone. Uh, they said he actually died in a car wreck. Was the whole thing, and that was when he disappeared for a while. And they said he was in rehab and he wasn't dropping any albums for a good length of time. And then he came back with uh what was it? Relapse was the album that he came out with when he came back. Right. So he, yeah, cause it was recovery. Then everybody was like, so a lot of people were disappointed in recovery. No, it was, it was like relapse. Was they were just, they didn't like oh, recovery. Yeah. My bad. Liked. I had it backwards. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, so, so people really started saying he was a clone when he came back and dropped those albums because he looked different. Uh, one of the things, though, he didn't have the blonde hair anymore. So that's just a that's just a normal aesthetic that you can change, right? And that would make somebody look different, especially if you're used to seeing somebody with blonde hair all the time. Um, also, it happened around 2016 when it really took fire with him being a clone, and this was when Bob started dropping out a series of cryptic cryptic tweets 
claiming that Clone had been around for years, which I totally agree with B.O.B. on that. Um, also, let's not forget, around the same time, a couple years after that, Tom McDonald came out with that song, Cloned Rappers, that everybody really jumped on board with, too. So he was talking about Eminem specifically uh, in that song and basically said, if they can't control you, they erase the old you. Now, I tend to think that, I don't know if Tom... I think Tom was talking about some actual cloning, but I do think he was also speaking metaphorically how that if you don't uh, go with the system, that they're just going to push you into either becoming what they want you, they, they want you to be or you're just out at that point and you die. So I think that's not necessarily literally die either. I think there's a metaphorical side to that whole song as well. I've heard it several times. I've seen the video. I understand that he does talk about some guys that people consider are clones, Gucci Mane. Kodak Black was another one he talks about in the song. Um, another piece of evidence that people talk about is that uh, 2013 ESPN uh, Live, where Eminem's on there with Brent Musburger and Kirk Herbstreet uh, for Saturday NCAA game with your guys, Michigan, because he is Go Blue. He's from Michigan, <laughs> so he's a Michigan fan. Yeah. And he's there and he's doing this weird thing with his face and they're trying to talk to him and then he's snapping out of it. And I don't think that was anything glitching at all. I honestly feel like he's just being funny. That's kind of what he does. He does these weird things. That's what I was going to say. If you've seen like a lot of behind the scenes stuff with him, he's kind of like a jokester. He's like kind of messing around with people. He's always like, pranking. Not like crazy prank. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly like all kinds of little pranks and stuff like that. I'm a, I'm with you. It's not like the Jalen Rose. No, where, where he, he literally <laughs> glitches up and you're like, yeah. that dude's a clone. Like, so yeah, I get that. And I think that when he you know, or Katy Perry or something like that, right? It's not that he's just joking. And I also think that Eminem is very like socially awkward. And I think he does that over the top stuff to supplant the fact that he's awkward in social situations. Cause he's, he's admitted that for a long time that he's not real good. Yeah, he's poking fun at himself and making himself look awkward. I agree. Like, but that's what people jump to because we see some stuff. Like I said, the Jalen Rose to me right. that one was like, man, I don't know how you could even argue against that one. <laughs> right. And, you know, he did come out after, you know, a few years and he said that he nearly died at one point. And a lot of people point to the fact that he used the word nearly because he actually survived by innumerable copies of himself. So he's not actually dead. Um, they said that the Illuminati came to him in the late 90s. And they wanted him to be kind of one of the up and coming guys. Now, I do think, and this is one of the few times I probably agree with Joe Budden uh, on the fact that I think Eminem was a plant in a, in a certain sense. I think that they were looking for a white guy and he fit the mold. I don't think that he was cultivated. I think he built it himself. But I think that when his demo went through there, I don't think it's a story that they tell us like, oh, Dre just found it sitting in someplace in his in his garage and was like what's this let me pop I mean, it in M, M was in wake up show for like months and months and months uh on their freestyle like every now and then so like that played a part he was all over he was in the rap olympics he was like uh which a lot of people there's a big argument too about that you know in la like because suppose like otherwise won the battle and supposedly dre has the tapes or m has the tapes everybody wants the tapes release but i also argue like I mean, otherwise it was all right and all that, but like I was like, also oh, you were in the fucking home turf, bro. Yeah, like, he wasn't winning. Otherwise, that. was in Project Blowed, and their whole people are there, like, and they're feeling that style. So I'm not sure. So they supposedly want to. I don't know if the tape would help you guys, right? <laughs> and, and I think, I think there was, a, you know, because I've heard several guys that are known to the story with him that they say that uh, that he had 
several labels looking at him. Bad Boy was one of them that was looking at him. There were a lot of big labels. Matter of fact, Ruckus, Ruckus hey, Records, where he was close Fat to going Joe. to Ruckus Records. Fat Joe, mm-hmm. they, Fat Joe was talking to him, and what's really funny is he turned like Fat Joe decided not to. And I've I've heard stories where they say, "Well, why didn't you sign?" Eminem, he's like, I mean, I wish I could have gone back on it now. He's like, I'd have made a lot of money. He's like, but it all worked out the way it was supposed to. He was like, and it might not, and I don't think it would have worked out with other people because you have to have it. Because look, uh, he was going to be heavy on Ruckus Records. He was all over the place. Remember, he worked with Outsiders. He was in New York. He was in Philly. Like, he was everywhere. And the Ruckus Records, I think that uh, he would have been too different of a style. It just fit. Right. Got to have the right person to put the things together. Now, some of the things that I do take into uh, account for, and this is where you can start thinking that he's a clone, is stuff like the hairline. Now, the hairline's weird because it's not like he's losing his hairline. It's a weird hairline that shows up on the sides of his head where it doesn't make any sense from how he used to look. And if you look at his head shape and his face shape from what he looked like when he first came out, now I get it, he was a little heavier back then than he is now, and he's lost a lot of weight. But I even remember when M was like really bulky and you could tell he was on steroids and he was pretty buff. This is when he was hanging, like 50 had just came part of the scene and they were all juiced up. M was jacked. I remember like that point where I was like, God, M, like, how did M get jacked so fast? I was like, he's totally hanging out with 50, like doing a bunch of juice. But I think that when he came back off of that 05 hiatus and he came back uh, for being gone like four years, uh, the hairline looked way different. Um, again, you could say hair transplants, but you're not doing them on the sides of your head. You're doing it at the top of your head where you're losing hair. So that was really weird. There was weird things going on with like where his eye placement was. It didn't look the same as his old eye placement. Um, it, even his vocal tones, they were doing like, I don't know if you've seen some of the guys that have done extensive vocal uh, matchups between him before and him after. And we're not talking about him rapping, but just talking where they're showing like the frequencies, they're not the same. So I think that's yeah, I haven't that's seen that. really weird too. I have to send that over to you. But it's really interesting as well. So it, a part of me is like, it definitely could be. Um, not Just because everybody's on something doesn't mean that it's necessarily false either because sometimes it can be true. Sometimes it's just so diluted that it just seems like to the average person it's fake too. So I don't know. The jury's out for me. I, I could see there being a possibility of anything, but... <clears throat> for sure as far as like you said the blonde hair that's gonna throw you it off will. because you've seen somebody so long and remember people are seeing this repetitive image of a music video that may have been shot three four five years so they're seeing that same image they're not seeing how he's like because the reason why i don't because when i had like uh when i was younger i gained a bunch of weight i was like 280 285 and then i lost a lot of weight but it was in like a year and a half so i got back down to like 180 175 right People thought I looked totally different. Oh, yeah. Like, I well, completely you did. transformed. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. But you know what I'm saying? But I mean, like, and then, like, of course, then they're like, oh, how'd you lose the weight? And you're like, bro, like, it took me a year and a half. Yeah. It's not like I fucking, they were like, oh, are you smoking dope? And, like, you're like, bro, it was a year and a half. Like, if it was two months or, like, then, and, and anyways, I don't think you get that skinny. Then if you see me get that skinny in two months, I have probably should go to the doctor or something. You right. Know what I mean? And, and you, there's a different unhealthy looking, like, because then there's different versions of MM2 when he was really strung out. You could tell he looked strung out. He had that, like, the little bags, like, the the super sucked up, like, you know. But also, I wouldn't put it past that to be possible either because, again, what if, you, what if you get so rich or, like, you get to this status and you're like, hey, I got this clone, and then you do die. 
do they just go, hey, man, just uh, put that guy in his place, man. We already got him. Like, so, like you said, like, it's maybe not as nefarious. It could even be that simple. Here's you know another I mean? It doesn't one. have to be like, hey, we got to implant this guy. And, and Eminem was at the top, at the forefront. Tons of money, man. And for anybody that knows anything about him, he's a recluse. Like, what if he just wanted the clone mate so he didn't have to be seen or do anything anymore? And if you notice, his style... His style of rap changed a lot after he came back. So he started speed rapping a lot, which he did in his early years, way before back in the Infinite albums and stuff he did. But like when we're talking about from what he did up until like Eminem's show Encore, after that, he started like doing a lot of speed rapping. This is where I think you're going to get some of that whole like Beyonce thing with the Sasha Fierce character and these entities that take over these meat sacks. Remember the Rain Man? Remember the whole Eminem theory of the Rain Man? And he. Which is wild too. And I encourage anybody to look up Rain Man, Eminem, and a Colt. Just type those three words together on Google and you will find all you need to find out about that. Cause there's a million rabbit holes with Eminem. We're just barely touching the surface since this was a whole episode about just cloning in general. Hey, maybe one day we will do a whole uh Eminem decode, man. That's a that might be an interesting one later down the line. But no, I think you're right. I think the jury is still kind of out because the possibility is there. It's not like there's no possibility. I think it's just changing the arguments and changing the discussion. It doesn't always have to be, hey, the Illuminati planted him. Hey, like we said, it could be just as simple as he had a clone and then a lot of people had money on the line and they're like, uh, we're not going to stop making money. Or like you said, he does not like to be around people. He he really wants to be with his family. And maybe he's like, man, I'm already way too rich. Here's my clone, man. Let him do it. There's more avenues of it. But one thing that's not out is I do think cloning's real. I personally don't think it's maybe as on as large scale as everybody, but I know for a fact it's real. And I know that there's probably certain companies that are really good at this. And I think there is some super clones, like super soldier. That's where I see this really driving towards is, hey, we need that perfect soldier. And that's nothing new. I mean, that's it goes back to like even you saying ancient man and trying it with the Nephilim that the, to have this super soldier and maybe where that all lure comes from, right? Like comes from, Hey, we need to build one of these things. Hey, I like this big giant thing. Can you build me one of right, those? Right, for <laughs> sure. But, uh, you know, my take on it is, it is on a wild scale, Sean. There's a million of them in the earth and they all got Nephilim spirits in them and they're coming out of the earth. They're doing it. They're real. They're coming with the real. Or they could be on the other side of that Antarctica wall and they could be fighting like those other factions. So that could be Clone Wars. <laughs> Literally. And, and I think that's where Star Seriously. Wars got a lot of that stuff from, too. Because if you watch the uh, the Clone Wars, the actual series, man, you start really thinking about clones in a different way. And I'm like, where is like where was George Lucas getting these ideas from? And you look at a lot of his stuff that he's put out over the years, man. Even, even the uh, Indiana Jones stuff. It's a lot of weird occultic symbolism that goes on there, man. Even Yoda is also tied into an entity that the Freemasons worship. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on with Star Wars. We could do a whole episode about that one. Goodbye, motherfucker! Yo, man, what a show, man. That was awesome, bro. I think that there... I, I liked how you went really down with the, the real society because I, I dabbled in that. I was, I was pretty... Uh, that was intense, but you know what you guys could do, right? Share the show, man. Share the show. Five-star review. Get read on the show. That could be always be fun. And don't forget, get your tickets. They're starting to move, man. They're not going to be there forever. I'll tell you that. They're not going to be there forever. 
Fortian Airwaves, October 6th, 7th, and 8th in 8 Ohio. Come out. Kill the Mockingbirds, me and Joel Thomas. You got Cryptids of the Corns. Bumpcast, Uncomfortable Podcast, Hollow Skies, and our boys, Appalachian Intelligence. Going to be a fun time. Hey, you can even come by, maybe have a drink with us. And for sure, you can ask us some questions because we'll have some panels later on in both days, right? Both days we have a panel. We do, both days. We got a special presentation on Saturday that you won't get anywhere else. We're not posting it, so you're just going to have to see it there. It's going to be a lot of visuals, too. Um, And you'll get to interact with us. We'll have merchandise there to sell. Also, back to the merchandise thing, go to killthewalkingbirds.com right now. Go pick up your merchandise, your butt cheeks tight shirt. Keep your butt cheeks tight. And then we've got the bird killer shirt as well. So both of our flagship shirts. These are the first version of the shirts. And then we got more logos and more shirts that we're going to put out. I know a lot of people have been begging for some Nephilim shirts. They're coming. I promise you. Oh, they're coming. I promise they're coming. Hey, and, and anybody listening to Let me wait. Hold on real quick. Anybody listening to this, any podcast or thing, if we see you with the fucking Nephilim shirt before we fucking have to, you better give us a fucking shout out. <laughs> hey, on the way out, though, what's really cool about this whole episode, dude, I didn't have to text Jen Saki once, man. I had four of my clones blowing her up this whole time I've been on this episode. So she's getting blazed up. I'll find out from my clones how it went. I got a good feeling because one of them we added a little bit of sauce to, man. I think he's got a little more gain than the other three clones. So I think that the whole ginger thing's really coming into play. On that note, guys... Go to Bring Back Saki Bomb. You can go to the website or you can go to the show notes. Go do it. All you got to do is click yes to change.org when you click on it. And it's a good deal. Hashtag save the gingers. Hashtag save the gingers. Add that in when you go there. I'm trying to get up over 100, man. People are hating on me, man. They're hating on my game. It's it's they're hating on the soulless gingers, man. Know, it's man. just that, that Nephilim blood it gets up, man. And you know where you can go find that at? You can go to killthemockingbirds.com. And you can, it's right up there. Just a little click, change the world. You know what I mean? And go to bring Saki back. I'm tired of Jean-Claude Van Damme ruining everything. And she's an idiot anyways. It's not even fun. If you're going to be, at least be fun. No one's more fun than Jen Saki. Bring her back. Also, don't forget to check out our music. Joel Thomas, Sean Chris on all music streaming platforms. Um, we're probably going to go out with the classic that we go. It's summertime. I think we're going to have this is probably going to be our summer anthem for a while. Woke Summer, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris, Quan Duke. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat! Brat! Bird killers! I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra. Just on my wig, bikini Chanel. I joined the women's beach volleyball league. I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussion, so I'm hitting the heads. It's only technique. One shot, two shot, three shot, four. Five shot, six shot, seven shot, more. I love me some Kamala. She is phenomenal, proving that anything's possible. From side chick to Montel. She must be a minor. The way that she worked all the shots to get to the top of the capital. Almost forgot about Brandon. Still stuttering all of his speeches. Cue up the clap track. Green screen some more people. Rachel Levine's back clapped. 
Everybody worked up about Elon. Buying Twitter like he gon' save us. Left and right, squabbling while he got chips for your heads, calling him courageous. No bueno. I answer to no one, start calling me NATO. Digital trees on the way, though. Get you a bowl of alfredo. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Patrice Colors Virtue signal every damn flag But my own Cause we're all so oppressed Let me tweet it on my phone Swipe white, boost the badge For the COVID hoes on Tinder Turn a nuclear summer Into a COVID winter These are moments to remember As I puffin' on my ember Moderna and Pfizer Time to go on a bender Don't assume my gender Purple bangs just a black Betty Cocker, fighting all mess monsters. Mild carditis playing soccer. Klaus Schwab storing homeworn blockers. Kick rocks, slap ass at the Oscars. Yellow and blue emoji. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Communism stove, beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege, they them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's call Patrice Colors. Virtue signal every damn flag but my own. Cause we're all so oppressed. Let me tweet it on my phone. Had a couple kids with Alexa and Siri. NPC sincerely. Yeah. What the elites and these kids have in common? What? They spoil rotten. Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the shelves when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2 When you throw Medusa, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT But the caveat is you can't purchase me Small contract, got contingencies I'm solid with solidity oh, Your VPN still collect data Metaverse is an embedded From a trap house to a blockchain Yeah, it's all the same thing As to what with the whipping, the gust with the chicken It's all just a vision, let's hide it with lines How many of us is in a quandary? How many? I'm just one. Let's glance at the stars. One way ticket to Mars. Who's the subject for the cause? We gotta do it for cause. They a sneaky little fox. But I'm Jamie, give them bars. Sit a sit up by the law. I keep it 300, my thoughts. Of course, I'm boosted both ways. I'm riding my horse. High utterance, butter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree and still have some worth. Knowledge and free and 